Hello everybody and welcome to this new episode. My name is Sarah and this is Amsterdamus, the podcast that introduces you to amazing women from Amsterdam. A woman stands on a stage. Her blonde hair falls over her shoulders. She wears a black dress and black high heels. Her left leg is covered in rhinestones and glitter. She talks about her biggest secret and her greatest power. This is Sophie Anne Onmant, who is also my guest for today. And she's going to talk about her work to empower girls and women with a disability. Welcome, Sophie Anna Onland. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you uh, for uh, inviting me. In 2022, so last year, you gave a talk for TEDx Talks Amsterdam Women, and the title was How My Biggest Secret Became My Biggest Power. What is your biggest secret and your biggest power? <laughs> Uh, you mean back then or back now <laughs> or now? <laughs> Both, all of them. <laughs> uh, well, I think my biggest biggest secret back then was uh, my prosthetic leg and better to say my uh, disability. Uh, so I was born with a shorter left leg. And therefore, since I was young, I was, I'm walking with a prosthetic leg. Um And for 28 years, I had a prosthetic leg that looked so much and was so similar like a realistic human leg with the same skin tone, same leg shape. Um, and without realizing it for, for 28 years, I was sort of hiding my disability with that. So to answer your question, that was my biggest secret. And the moment I switched to a prosthetic leg that was really visible, uh, looked like looked nothing at all like a normal leg. Uh, I felt more secure, for confident, more myself, and that became my biggest strength. So in short, uh, that's how it was, and that's still how it is, but now I don't have a big secret anymore. <laughs> Uh, so um, I don't think that that's, well, I think a, a, a secret in life or maybe a solution in life, so to say, is that uh, I always say to people, just just be yourself and, and, and um, be open about things. Yeah? Uh, you don't have, you, of course, you can have secrets, but it's, it's better to not hide things uh, and open up about things. Um, And that's, in my case, what I'm still doing. I sh I'm showing my leg. It's not a secret anymore. I'm really open about it. Um, and that's still my strength, I guess. And that's still my, um, yeah, my power. You said in that TED Talk that your parents treated you just like any other kid. And they yeah. really encouraged you to try things. So you were climbing trees. You were jumping the rope with your prosthetic leg. Do you think that this is how children with disability are currently treated in the Netherlands? And obviously you cannot speak for all parents and all families. This is not what I'm asking, but I mean more in the sense of like schools and sports club. Are they all accessible? I find it hard to answer, to be honest, because I don't speak a lot 
currently I speak with sometimes with parents. Uh, for example, I am an ambassador for the Mentality Foundation, which is a foundation of Bibi Mentel, who was a former Paralympic athlete in the Netherlands. She died uh, unfortunately a couple of years ago, but she had she had a foundation especially for younger kids with a disability or with a prosthetic leg that they can have all the possibilities they want. Um, and in in sense of uh, um, getting the right prosthetic legs or arms to play, yeah, to 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 play uh, uh, not only uh, in kindergarten or at school, but also doing a sport in the water or doing a, a really activities. And that is something that is still, yeah, lacking attention of of especially um, insurances, health insurances. But in that sense, I'm speaking to uh, to parents uh, sometimes. I think it has a lot to do not only schools, but also with parents, how they uh, are treating their kids. Do they treat their kid really special? And of course, it has something to do also with what kind of disability that the, the the, the child has right so if you are missing a limp it's different than if you're sitting in a wheelchair and can only blink with your eyes so to say so that's a really we always have to see things in from different perspectives but if i compare it with the disability i have so if you have just a yeah prosthetic leg or an arm i think it has a lot to do with how the parents look at it and how they raise their kids uh with being confident or having having the had yeah, the boldness or the the bravery to uh, to accept it, and I think that's to be honest the most important part. And then the rest of the environment, the the the, the other children or the schools or the sports clubs come after that. Uh, and that's something I can't speak about. But how I experienced it for myself is that because my parents treated me just like any other kid, it encouraged me also to be more transparent as a kid. And just do it and try it to sport activities and and, and school uh, and then school reacted also in the same way back you know um, so i find that hard to to see how it currently is but what i'm hearing from the stories it depends on the parents and sometimes you hear really positive stories but sometimes you also hear stories that also parents find it hard and i can understand that right you already mentioned the mentality foundation we're yeah. going to talk about that in a second, for now, let's just stay with your personal story for maybe two more questions. Yes, that's of course. All right. um, you said your confidence has changed within your teenage years and you probably started to compare yourself with other probably able-bodied yes. able kids. Do you think or did you have any role model at the time in the media, for example, that you could relate to and do you mm -hmm. think things would have been do you think things would have been different if you had some 100 percent, 100 percent different and that's why i'm also standing for what i stand for i always make a joke about it because i stand differently <laughs> um but to answer your last question immediately yes i always when i i'm a public speaker and I'm always speaking about differences in life. Eh? So my difference is visible. You have differences that are not visible, and we all have differences, right? What 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 changed when I was when I was younger? I had a, there was a television program on the Netherlands, Lingo, and it was a, a game on television. And there was a presenter, a female presenter, uh, who had a yeah visible disability, 
And she was the only one back then who I knew who thought, oh, she, she, she looks also a bit like me. She walks a bit differently. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, she left the television world uh, a couple of years later. So after that, I didn't knew anybody who sort of looked like me, who walked like me, who, who also uh, had sort of, yeah, uh, the similarities within a disabled body, which the word I hate, but I can't find another good word. So no, I didn't have any role models. And in this whole process, which I just mentioned before, where I, which which was a couple of years just from now, I, I was really looking for role models because I didn't know anybody. I literally had to look up on Instagram with hashtags like prosthetic leg, disability. And then I came across Paola Antonini, who is a uh, Brazilian model. And she lost recently her leg in a car accident. And uh, when I saw that, I thought, yeah, finally, finally somebody who looked like me. Uh, and I always say now currently in my talks that if a role model can do a lot of things, right? It can activate people to think differently, to look different to themselves and to the world around them. But what they can also do, and that's something I really experienced myself, is that they can break stereotypes. They can break standards, right? Um, thinking that a female body, in my, in my case, that a female body doesn't have to look always very skinny, tall, two normal legs, uh, what I see on a runway or what I see in magazines. No, there is so much more, right? And that's something that I experienced myself that a role model can do so much. If I would have saw that when I was younger, especially in my teenage years, I have de- would have definitely thought differently about my disability, would be more open about it when I was younger on an earlier stage. Um, and that's something I want to bring now back to a younger generation, uh, try, trying to show and trying to be a role model for people with a disability. For a long time in your life, and you said it yourself, you used a prosthetic leg that matched the shape of your other leg and the skin tone so people wouldn't notice. And during the TED Talk, there was glitter on it or rhinestones. I'm yeah. not sure what it was, but it was very loud. Yes. <laughs> Why the change of mind? Yeah, because of this role model. Because of the fact that I, she was wearing glitter covers on her prosthetic leg. And literally when I saw that, I thought, well, you can be female, sexy, powerful, smart, everything, you know, in once. And you can have a prosthetic leg and have one day you can wear a glitter cover, one day a bright yellow cover, one day a Brazilian flag in her face. And when I saw that, I literally thought, if she can do it, I can do it as well. And that's that's and and be, it, it's it became also sort of I always say it became my pride and prejudice, right? So it's 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 sort of my when I come to a party, everybody sometimes people say oh, I'm jealous. I said, well, you can you can wear glitter covers as well, but that's 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 my sort of well unique selling point and unique yeah not selling point but unique unique part of me. Uh, and that's also why, for example, I'm getting a new prosthetic leg by the end of this week and it's silver glitter and uh, I'm not only doing it because I really like like it and I find it beautiful but also to show that well it's part of me right I can I can 
be proud of it. I can shine bright like a diamond, but then shine bright like a lead. <laughs> you spoke a bit about stereotypes already, especially around the, the female body. Yeah. Are there certain stereotypes of people with a disability in Dutch media or movies or pop culture, pop culture that you wished would change? Well, from my perspective, because I find that important to say, is that I don't see, to be honest, a lot of people with disabilities within movies or within on television. Too less, so to say. So that's something to start with. I find that also hard to answer that question because I don't have any... There, 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 that's already the beginning of the problem. I don't... It, it, I see it's... Yeah, nine of the ten times I don't see a disabled person in a campaign or something. It's changing. I have to say it's changing, but we're not there yet. Well, how I feel it from my own experiences is that, for example, when I had a photo shoot and I was wearing a really fe feminine and I was really happy with feminine sexy outfits, the reaction I got was, for example, oh, you're sexy for a disabled person. And that's interesting because it says something about how people think of, okay, so you're disabled, you're disabled, right? It's thinking in boxes. If you are uh, having blonde hair, you're having blonde hair, you know? It, 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 so you can't be sexy. You can't be, you know, there's, there's, and that's how people think sometimes, right? The, the other things is that, that I am wearing a blade to go uh, to, I'm doing CrossFit And when I first had my blade on, uh, walking down the streets, somebody came to me and said, like, oh, you're, you're a professional athlete, a, 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 a Paralympic athlete. And I'm like, yeah, I, I find it one day, I find it a compliment. But on the other hand, I don't have to be an, a professional athlete just to wear a blade, right? So that's why there are a lot of misconceptions about people with disabilities, how I experience it. But to start with, we can't have an opinion because it's it's been shown to less, right? It's been shown to less. Is this like based on the idea that people with a disability are not seen in Dutch media or Dutch movies, but are also not seen in the Dutch society, that a person would actually be surprised that you can be attractive, even though from their perspective you have a disability? Yeah, well, I think in some, in, in some cases, yes. And it depends also about if people... Yeah, I find it really hard because some people react really positive about it and some react, I, I don't get really negative reactions, so to say, but I think there are still, still and there also, of course, there is a really big, um, yeah, how do you, Well, there is, there's a difference between having a prosthetic leg or, again, uh, sitting in a wheelchair and really are, Uh, if you have, if you need care from other people to, to live your life, uh, that, that's something totally different. So I've always say it's seen in perspective, but from my, my perspective, I think there are a lot of misconceptions on what you can and cannot do. And you are doing sports, right? And, and, and then I find it interesting always, always, um, or people say a lot of times, well, um, they, they find it also hard to ask questions. And that's something where the misconceptions, uh, yeah, they stay there because if you don't ask people, if you have a really nice conversation about things, then you stay within your assumption, right? You stay within your, your view, but if you don't ask, 
then we don't know each other and then we can't you know relate or can we can't talk about things uh, but then when I talk and people ask it people are surprised what I do so yeah I think a lot of people don't know what people can do when you have a disability obviously you cannot speak for all the women out there but no. are there specific aspects or needs of women with a disability that need to be addressed that the society does not talk about yet? Well, I was in a panel last Sunday about people with a, yeah, not disability, but people with a medical condition. So it's really broad. And the, the view and, and how they look at sexuality, for example. Yeah? So people with a disability can be sexy, can be sensual, can also have Yeah, they can have a, a intercourse, sort of, you know, I don't know how to, to pronounce this well, but that I think is also so interesting because they, they are never portrayed as sexual or sensual. Yeah? Um, and not that that has to be there, but again, if you never show that, then well, nobody will see that in that way, right, in that manner. So I find, I think that last or week or two weeks ago, the, the FHM had a award. It was a, it's a magazine. Um, and one of the prizes was go, went to a, uh, which I really loved the photo, by the way, uh, Fleur de Jong, she's a Paralympic athlete, a Dutch Paralympic athlete. And she was photographed with her blades on and with a really nice, outfits uh, in a bikini uh, sexual powerful and really it, it was fantastic and that's the first time i saw a women woman portrayed with a disability like that and that says a lot that it is for me the first time that i see that that way so that actually means when we talk about people we always remember that they have different facets like their personality their body their job and all of these things and with a person with A disability, we just reduce them to just one thing? Yeah, how I experience it as well. And I, I'm trying to break that. Uh, that you are more than just your disability, right? We already spoke about it, or at least it was mentioned. What is a mentality and how did you get involved with them? The Mentality Foundation is a foundation uh, that has the aim um, to help especially young children, but also young people with a disability in, uh, yeah, yeah, they are not disabled, they're, they are able, right? And that's what, what they see. They look at what, the, what their possibilities are and they help kids with getting an extra prosthetic leg to, to, to play uh, sports or they help with, uh, with, with, yeah, showing that they can also do, Uh, for example, surfing, and they organize activities. So it's really also a community foundation. And uh, since last year, I'm an ambassador for their organization because I really believe that, yeah, uh, yeah, really simple, that if you are a kid, you, you have to join other kids with playing instead of, no, I can't do that because I don't have a prosthetic leg that can, that can be uh, in the water, for example. Uh, and that's something they help with to not show that a kid is not disabled in life, right? Um, maybe it has a different body than the rest, but that doesn't matter. That that, that doesn't mean that they can do things uh, other kids can. Um, and so I think it's really important to to, uh, to support uh, their foundation and I really believe in their um, yeah in their vision. I saw 
a video. I think it was a call for donations from your site. Yeah. It's, I think it's called the Reabled program, yeah. right? And you're doing CrossFit. Yes. There. Could you tell us a bit more about that, what it is and what it includes? Yeah. So CrossFit is a, um, a sport that uh, was originally, uh, that started in America uh, and especially around uh, people uh, who uh, were before in the army. And it is really, yeah, functional sport. Uh, you can compare it with if you were, for example, doing a uh, high-intensity workout, but it has a lot more. It, it has a lot more to do also with strength, so strength and also uh, cardio, and it is a functional. It's a really functional movement. So um, uh, to to become stronger in daily life, and since a couple of years, they uh, they have a lot of also. Um, Yeah, official uh, um, uh, tournaments, um, the CrossFit Open, where a lot of professional athletes are joining. And uh, since a couple of years, there's a new division. It's called uh, um, uh, Adaptive Athletes. So that there are athletes who have a disability and an arm or, or, or a missing a limb, arm or leg or uh, neurodivision, uh, but also people in a wheelchair. They can still do really high... Uh, standard sports um, and a couple of years late uh, a couple of years ago um, I came uh, into yeah in connection with a CrossFit trainer who's also a good friend of mine and he started with another uh, with other two people who have a prosthetic leg a small CrossFit adaptive CrossFit class uh, to let us to show us that it's really important to do CrossFit and to do sports because it's helping you in daily life, but also that you can do a lot of things. Yeah? Uh, because I wasn't able to do sports back then. I wasn't doing any sports with my old prosthetic leg. So when I had the new prosthetic leg, I, a, a whole world opened up to me that I was able to do sports. Um, and so I'm doing it now for almost four years, I think, three, four years. And it literally changed my life um, in a way of being more, yeah, well, more flexible with my body, but also being more, be, being stronger, right? I don't have any pain anymore. I can just walk 10,000, 50,000 steps per, per day if I want to without having pain because I, I, my body is stronger and I'm, I'm, I'm able to do, uh, to, 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 yeah, to, Ha to walk with heavy groceries uh, on the streets and, uh, and walk up the stairs with them with that. So that's, yeah, totally different. What are changes in the Netherlands around women or girls with a disability that you would like to see? Uh, well, I, I, would, I would love to see more representation, more, more representation in a broader sense uh, of the word, meaning not only in the media, Uh, not only uh, on social media, but in, literally in campaigns, but also in a, in a work environment, right? Having this, having, I was just talking with a colleague about how important it is that in a, in a, in a company, uh, people are really aware of the fact that if they have it, they, they have a comfortable life, that doesn't mean that everybody has that, right? Um, And I think that's that's the most important part, representation. We can we can talk about things that we don't like or like if we have representation. And there's there's too less representation at the moment, from my point of view. 
Um, and I, I think that's that's just that's just a start, and that has to change. Um, and and that starts with with companies, brands who really think of okay, who can be what what is a good representation of this of society, right? And are we showing that? If I still walk in a H and M or a Zara, I don't see any model with a disability. I see any model with a, in a wheelchair or something. And of course, we are on a really good path towards different showing different body types, uh, and I think that's and showing different skin types, different skin colors. I think that's great, but we're not there yet, right? Uh, so we we still need to be aware of that. How can we? the audience, the, the listeners support girls and women with a disability in the Netherlands? Um, I find it a hard question because, again, that's for everybody. It's, it's different. How I see it, I think we can, yeah, I think we can start with what I always say, start with following different kind of people. If you're on social media, start different kind, show, uh, supporting different kind of influencers, There are a lot of influencers also in America and Great Britain with a disability. Uh, I'm doing my best to do that also in the Netherlands. Um, and, and, and then again, it starts with uh, being aware of things. Just So I think that's already the start for support as well. Um, see how it also can be because... Instagram is really well in showing one algorithm. <laughs> so you stay within what you see, right? But you, yeah, I always love that you can be what you can see. So just try to, to, to look for different kind of, uh, if you are active on social media, different kind of influencers, different kind of people who maybe look differently like you. Um, and, and that's because I don't only, only want to point it out to people with a disability, but it's a really broader perspective, right? Um, to get to know other perspectives, to get to know other experiences, that's where it starts. Um, and therefore, I think in this period of time, I think social media, a lot of people hate it, but I love it because it, it brings you in connection with other kinds of people. Uh, so that's a, that's a good start. Um, and I think also, if you're working, for example, in a company, I think it's also... Sometimes we see that we are we we are looking for the same kind of people, right? That that's something that's that's humankind. Uh, but I think also if you working in a, in a sort of company, challenge people, colleagues, challenge people from HR. Hey, is this a work environment for everybody? Is this something that everybody feels involved? Same for your sports club. Is this something everybody feels welcome? Is this something that everybody... So I think in all different kinds of aspects in life, we can challenge ourselves. And I think the most important part is that we're not going to hate each other, that we're going to uh, blame each other, but talk with each other. Hey, what do you think we can change? If you're an owner of a company, what could you change, right? Um, and I think that has, again, something to do with being aware of things and uh, that we are different so that's something I, I really want to encourage what are your plans for the future what <laughs> next well do you have another hour <laughs> yes i do <laughs> um no i have a lot of plans um because i feel that this is my mission in life um and this is a bit dreamy but 
I don't mind to talk. I don't mind to to stand out. I don't mind to stand on a stage to share my story. I'm not shy, and I want to use that in all kinds of way to not only share my story but also stand for representation and try to be a role model. So try to do that with being a public speaker, being a moderator on events to show not only to share my story, but only show also that being a prosthetic leg, you can still be successful. You can still stand on a stage. And on the other hand, I'm trying to do it really simple with showing my daily life on social media and especially on Instagram and TikTok, making fun um, uh, in my life, but also making fun of my prosthetic leg, but also show the world that I'm can be like straightforward, but then, and, and yeah, easy going, but also, yeah, being a role model and showing uh, that it can all be happening at the same time. And I'm also starting a new job as a diversity and inclusion officer uh, at uh, the Dutch Postco, yeah, Dutch Lottery, Postco de Lotterij, uh, starting half of July. So uh, in a work environment, uh, I will uh, try to, uh, um, yeah, to make it in a more diverse company as it already is. Um, so yeah, that are my dreams for this year. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. How can people support you and what you do? Well, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, uh, Sophie Onwant. Um, and I think that's that's the most important part. And if they are working for a company and needs a public speaker, uh, yeah, they can also support me with um, with that because I I'm sharing my story especially not for myself, but just to stimulate people to think differently. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, that, that's, some, that's something they can support me with. Sophie Anne Onland, thank you so much and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in and for supporting this podcast. If you want to support Amsterdamus even more, there are several options to do so. You can check out the Amsterdamus Facebook page and leave a review. Depending on which podcast app you are using to listen to this podcast, you can also rate Amsterdamus there with a 5-star review. In Apple Podcasts, for example, it is possible. Of course, you can also follow Amsterdamus on Instagram. In case you would like to give me some feedback, or you know a person that needs to be interviewed for this podcast, you can send me an email. The email address is amsterdamespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and have a great day.